What's up? What's going on? How does it feel to to be in the championship? Uh, first word that comes to mind is surprising. Surprising? Yeah, I made, I would say, one good trade out of three this year. Uh, I feel like I could probably say the same. And it, this team doesn't didn't feel special. Like I never really thought I had that much of a chance each week. But Yahoo seemed every time I looked at the projections, I was at the top of the list. So for once, they were right. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Looking at the teams, I I feel like all the teams this year have been flawed, uh, very much so, and it's just largely luck that COVID had, didn't hit in the weird weeks. This was a this was a big luck season. Whoa, 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 whoa! Top skill. It takes skill to get to the championship, right? right? Yeah, fifty percent skill, fifty percent luck. I'm gonna go with a hundred percent skill. Um, and it seems like you should probably agree with that as well, since we're we're both there. So you're saying we're the two most skilled people in the league this year? This year, I think so. I don't know that anyone can argue with that. I don't know. John had a John had a gripe. Yeah, betting on that Bengals stack was brilliant. Oh, the the Bengals stack. Yeah, I loved it. The, tri- the triple Bengal stack minus the quarterback, who John believes is uh, is not as good, as good as he actually is? Yep. Well, John has till next year, but I believe this was definitely in the right direction. The numbers that were lower in the, the standings, and they've they're making their, moving their way up. So I think parity in the league uh, continues to exist well. But uh, yes, so if for those who are unfamiliar, uh, this is there's Scott on the line here, uh, and you have me here as well. Uh, we're going up against each other in the championship this week. I don't like when they call it the fantasy Super Bowl. A Super Bowl is trademark, and B, I just don't think that's like a good name for it. There should be a better name for it other than like championship game, but Super Bowl is not not it for me. Um, how are you, Scott? Other outside of fantasy, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Trying to wrap up uh, 2021 the the right way, I guess, of not doing anything stupid. Yep. Which I feel is a recurring theme if you talk to people. Yeah, I think we all just want this year to end just like last year. Are Are you in the you're you presently in the four one two or somewhere else? I'm in the four one two. I'm impressed to know that. What the four one two? Yeah, it's not a well known area code. I feel like it is. Mm, I moved here and I didn't know it. Fair, fair. I do have family out there, so that does that, that probably helps. Some you get advantage. Phone call from the four one two number. You know, it's from Pittsburgh. But if someone calls me that I already have in my phone, I don't see the phone numbers. At least, yeah, I'm that. talking more like when we were kids and you had to know people's phone numbers. If it's family, I think you might like know a four one two number or two. I don't know. I also know a bunch of random area codes. Um. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go through some immediate questions. As always, these are top notch questions 
um, as usual. So knowing that it's closer to the end of the year, not in a retrospective way, but um, from at least our fantasy stamp, our, our league standpoint, what would you say is the top sports story of 2021? Hmm. Top sports story of 2021. The bias in me wants to say the redemption of Jim Harbaugh, but I don't think anybody cares about college football that much. I'm going to go with that's not one. That's not like the top story of the year. Nothing immediately comes to mind. I just know that that game's tomorrow. What are you thinking? So I had three. Okay, had maybe th- I'll I'll do I'll do multiple choice. All right. So one was Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, one was Shohei Otani being Shohei Otani. And the third was Simone Biles and her head issues. I'm going to go with Shohei. I think that was the most unique prospect baseball has seen since Babe Ruth. That comparison actually holds water. So, yeah, that's 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 a big story. Brady's won like 10 Super Bowls already. I'm I'll say that's second, but Shohei was the biggest deal to me. Brady went third personally behind yeah. the Biles one. I think the Biles one really did bring to the forefront further uh, mental health, uh, sort of echoed by Naomi Osaka. But mm-hmm. Biles just basically quit in the Olympics for that. Yeah, uh, was was pretty big deal. That was a big deal. Um, but I guess when it comes to sports, like I'm a baseball guy, so I am biased. But the Otani thing is is unparalleled, um, and I don't think anybody in our lifetime or probably even our parents' lifetime have seen anything like that in a single sport. Like this is a guy who had UCL surgery, missed a year of pitching. So like nobody really knew he was a two-way player because he was just hitting, but he was from what I then understand hitting through a Tommy John injury. Yes. That's insane. And then he came back to be one of the best pitchers in the league. In addition to almost leading the league or even leading the league in home runs. I think he led the league in home runs. Uh, I know he was close. I didn't I didn't see it at the end, so I don't want to take away from whoever might have won if it wasn't him. It, he, I, I think he nailed, got that one, but he was he did not hit the triple clown. It was him or like Vlad Jr. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a, a pretty, pretty big deal. Um, his pitching was a, a little... Yeah, okay. A little overrated. Perez and Vlad Guerrero each had 48. Shohei had 46. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot forgot about Perez. Yeah, he he came on late strong at the end of the year. But most people don't care about baseball here, so I will digress from that. But it was something I was just thinking about earlier today, and I thought you might have some insight into that. Um, Yeah, three months ago when baseball was still going on, I would have said Shohei right off the top of my head, but I kind of forgot it was a sport. It is a sport. It is a sport. Um, we can talk a little about uh, your boy Harbaugh and some just college football in general. Uh, are you? Uh, how are you feeling going? If you weren't aware, Scott went to University of Michigan, um, so he is rooting for the University of Michigan in the the bowl game tomorrow. Um, so, how are you feeling going to this game as a as a slight underdog? I believe last I saw it was. Seven and a half points? Yeah, it's been seven and a half holding there. Uh, Georgia's a good team. You know, like, 
I kind of expected to beat Ohio sometime between when I was in school and now, but that didn't happen. So getting that has to feel great for the team. And I worry that they get a little complacent. So, so your confidence level is not, not too high. I'd say for a team that's the number two seed, I have about 30% faith that they could win this game. What about with the points? With the points, yeah, I'll take the points. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Michigan's defense is really good, and Georgia's defense is phenomenal. So I could see this being like a 14-7 to game. I think people who who cheer for offense might be a little disappointed watching this one. I could see that the the what Stinnett or on a Georgia quarterback is pretty bad. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get benched halfway through the game. Yeah, the I forget the backup's name, but he actually was at least moving the ball a little bit against Bama, but not much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually I will say I have money at this point on. Bama over Michigan in the championship game. Interesting. Yeah, it's like plus 500, um, which I think is like a decent that I'm pretty confident Bama's going to win. Yeah, I I would say that that's closer to 90%. Um, And then I figured like it's not a a 0% chance like of Michigan winning the game. Like it's not like a normal SEC uh, versus like Big Ten type team. Like they're an atypical sec team to make the playoff yep um plus so, aiden hutchinson probably going to be a top five pick in the draft probably probably like top two or three most likely that usually you say best player wins and i think he's going to be the best player in the field oh i do like that the big dude on uh jordan davis i love watching that dude mm. on georgia <laughs> yeah not running through he that is, ball. he is a mammoth Except he needs his endurance is garbage. Like that dude just come comes out like every other play. If you watch the games, I haven't seen too much in. Georgia this year. He can't stay in the games because he just gets exhausted. So I'm sure that is completely what they'll be doing for him. Um, One of the funniest things I I've seen recently. I'm watching the Tennessee Purdue game right now. Tennessee runs an up tempo offense, and the OL coach controls the drives at the end if they have yeah. a long drive because the offensive linemen get tired. So if they get to about eight or nine plays, he says, cut the cord, kick a field goal, throw it to the end zone, whatever you have to do. We're not running any more plays. <laughs> that, is, that, is that how they normally do it, or is that just bowl game? Deal? No, no, that's how they normally do it. That's that a real thing. Yeah, they run, they run quick to the line. They have the fastest pace in the league, and they don't do long drives because the linemen get tired. Maybe that's why they're not that good of a team. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of college football, did you see the Duke's Mayo Bowl earlier? As someone who hates Mayo more than anything else in the world, I cannot believe that there is an entire game devoted to it and how into it the sideline reporters were. Did you see the video of them dumping four and a half gallons of mayo on the coach? Yeah, he had a hat on, though, so it didn't really get on him that much. Still. <laughs> they had videos of them prepping it. It was disgusting. It was so bad. I'm really happy. I'm really glad he had a hat on 
And so it didn't just cover his entire like face and hair and everything. Aren't there people who put mayo in their hair though, just for like beauty purposes? Not four and a half gallons. Not four and a half gallon watered down four and a half gallons, but still pretty disgusting. It still came out clumpy. Like it has to be watered down. If you open a jar of mayo and try and pour it out, it's not going to fall out that quickly. Yeah, it's pretty pretty gross. It came uh, out almost like water, so it it had to be at least fifty percent water. Yeah, that they showed you the preparation for it on, online, which is also gross. Um, yeah. Uh, if if you haven't seen that, look it up. Um, if you want to, if possibly. you haven't seen it, don't look it up. Uh, or at least wait until after you eat dinner. It's pretty there gross. You go. Um. Okay. Okay, so that's college football talk. Let's try to shift a little back to our 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 matchup here. All right. Um, I'm curious, what what sports mascot do you think best represents your team? I'm thinking. This team is just like a bunch of cobbled together above average players. What what would that be? I was thinking I I haven't I, I wrote down the question and I intensely stopped thinking about it for my team in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think of my team as well. Um, I feel like it's got to be something unexciting, like that Western Kentucky blob. Whatever that red blob is. I love it. My uh, Kirk Cousins is a mainstay on my team. Like oh, the, the blob is right? perfect. It's a hilltop, right? The red thing's a hilltopper. Let's look this up. I believe Western Kentucky's the the hilltoppers with the red little blob dude. Yep. Um I was actually thinking for my team in particular, the Stanford tree. Okay. I don't know why, but like I feel like it's like not that exciting, but also like sort of cool. I would like just go. With, cool I would just go with the Colts mascot and call it a day. The Colts mascot. Mm-hmm. Like the horse. Yep. Not just like a a, a Muppet version of Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I would take a Muppet version of Jonathan Taylor any day. Dude would still run for 200 yeah. yards. My, my mascot's going to actually just be Mempane. <laughs> sorry, too soon? No. Sorry, no. How did we miss that trade the day it went through? And the second we saw it, <laughs> you got away with one, Seth. I, I, I will still stand by that if I, my, my biggest, my worst thing was trading away Aaron Rodgers for nothing. Yes. And I would I think I'd still be in the same position today if I did not make any trades this season. I think my team would be better if I didn't make any trades this season. And I think I think I may not be making as many any as many moves next year. I think this season has taught me a lot. Yeah, no, maybe 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 draft draft good quarterbacks and just don't trade them. Don't yeah. trade them. It would be it would be great if I could have benched Dak during his cold streak. 
Like, I almost missed the playoffs because of him. I will say I would not be where I am today if it was not for blowing my waiver dollars on Taysom Hill. Yep, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't blow my waiver dollars on Geno. You got the Geno. And I will say the the AB the drop by Memtain and then the U pickup. You've been doing pretty well in the last couple of weeks with these these free agent pickups. Kind of had to. I, I was looking at a, a brutally injured team. Kamara was down. A.J. Brown was down. DeAndre Swift was down. Like, Landry was on COVID. Miles Sanders has been in and out of the lineup. That's my whole team. That's literally yep. my whole team. And now you have DeRay Ungumbwale. And... I... I dare you to I dare you to start a better running back. Uh I've got my my MVP of Damian Harris, who I'm sort of hoping he doesn't play, and it's just a Ramondre game. Who the, who do the Patriots play this week? Jacksonville. Ooh. If he gets all the carries against Jacksonville, he could be your MVP. I just want one of them to be out. So I'm hoping they might bench him bench Harris to like get healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And just let Ramondre just run through the wall. But I did pick up my boy Bees. I felt I felt like I had to do it for the championship week, uh, just to, to represent. So he's there for more for moral support. Uh, I see. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a question, and uh, I'll answer the same question um, for the the inverse. If you were to say, why would my team beat your team, what would be the reason? Jonathan Taylor scores 50. That's the only reason? I mean, you you know that Devontae Adams and Tom Brady are doing well, and they kind of offset the rest of your lineup, I would say. So I think what makes or breaks your team is if Taylor scores 20, you're going to have a pretty good week. If he scores 40, you're going to beat me. I think that's what it comes down to. You know Brady has does not have 20 points combined in the last two weeks, right? He's also Tom Brady, and he plays the Jets. He's going to throw for four touchdowns before the game starts. I, I don't know. They might, they might just do a running game. I would but love to see that. I would not. I would not. Um, yeah, I was sort of trying to now just flip side from, from my side for your team. Um, I think Kamara needs to have a big game, and then one of your quarterbacks needs would need to go off. I yep. think, which is not a given versus two fairly difficult opponents. Definitely not. Um, I like that it's like a very tight projection, a close projection. Um. I, I think it's skewing slightly in your favor is probably accurate as well. I think I have fewer potential zeros than you, but I also have fewer potential 30s than you. And those are how you win. Like you could put up 150 if three of your guys score 30 and you get nothing from the rest of your squad. Are, are, are you down on KJ Osborne? Um, any touchdown he catches, I get too. So he's not going to help you. It's true. 
I think well, he's like the number two there now. But yeah, Thielen's out for the year. Yeah, and the same with with you for AB. So any AB is is a TB over there. This yeah, and then Kamara if he gets any receiving, it's good. We have a lot of interdependencies here. Well, that's still has has Taysom come off the COVID list yet? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's off the list. Otherwise, it would it, it would probably be Darnold. God, I thoroughly enjoyed Ian Book last week. Oh, he is horrendous. He he single handedly won me my other league semifinal. He is absolutely horrendous. As are most of those like rookie quarterbacks that have played, other than Mac Jones and uh, Davis Mills. Davis Mills is potentially the best rookie quarterback this year. I think he has shown more to me than Mac Jones has. That's what I'm saying, because it's between those two. And you can't make an argument for anyone else. No, there's no one even remotely. I mean... Now, we're not talking fantasy here. I think Justin Fields has looked like the best fantasy quarterback that we've seen this year. Trey Lance. We haven't seen him. We saw him one game. Yeah, we have no idea. He's going to play this week. Is he? I think so. They're just going to use him like Taysom Hill from eight weeks ago and have 20 points. Bethard come in. I'm sure he's still on the 49ers. Bethard? Yeah. Wasn't he on the Eagles like preseason? Was he? I thought he, I thought he was on the Eagles in, in, in training camp. Ooh, he's on the Jaguars. Yeah. So I don't, who's the 49ers third string? 49ers third string. Ooh, that would be a good, good trivia question. Uh, they do not have one. They have to have, they probably have a dude on their practice squad. They have to. They just they don't have one on the active roster. Interesting. Interesting. They had to have bring one up before when Lance was hurt. So whomever that was. Ooh. Travis Benjamin is their third string quarterback. <laughs> I forgot that he existed. No, it's Nate Sudfeld. That sounds like the type of per- person I had imagined on as like yep. a third string in the NFL. It wouldn't surprise me if Lance doesn't actually play. I'm not saying he he won't. Uh, he's probably going to play, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities that they still don't play him this year. Do you think there's any chance that if he were to have a very good game and played this week, that he would then play the rest of the season into the playoffs? Mm. I was thinking about that. That's before. a big if. Like, if he just balled out and they were like, this team is much better with him. Uh, any other, not any other coach, but most other coaches, I'd say yes, but I don't think so. I think they'd go back to the well with Jimmy G. Yeah, it seems like Kyle Shanahan's pretty ornery when it comes to that stuff, which is, like, probably for the better because it just shows that you're not, like, overreactive. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. Um. All right. So those are my core questions that I had for you here. Um. I I've already asked you the other key questions. Um. As I do everyone else. So, uh, let's go. Let's go into our matchup of why we think we're gonna win. Okay. And then 
and then go from just just end it from there. All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right, so I think my team will win because Tom Brady is facing the Jets and Taysom Hill is facing a decimated Panthers defense. Um, I do not believe Jonathan Taylor is going to have that great of a game this week, so I, I am concerned from that perspective. Uh, I don't like that both him and Devontae have 20-point projections because I think that's a very high number, um, even though they have hit that several times. Um, is there a week Devontae hasn't scored 20? Yes. It, it almost seems like he's a lock for 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. He has hit 20 points, five, 20 plus points five times this season. That almost surprises me. He has down games quite often. Like he has, like, and for him, a down game is like seven to 10 points. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, the 20 is a high number. Like you see it every week. Like Jonathan Taylor, even getting 20 a week is, is high. He had a, he had a hundred yard game last week and that was a down week. He had 10, uh, on, didn't even, he had like barely 11 points. Yep. Now he should have had a touchdown catch. He was wide open on a screen and he just dropped it, just flat out dropped it. And the Wentz COVID thing is partially concerning there too. I um, think that means he might get 40 carries though. Yes, but Vegas is, they can play up sometimes. But other than that, my team is still not fully set at this stage in the week. Yeah, um, I don't think you're playing Wilson. Unlikely. Obviously, that's going to be dependent on what happens with the running back situation in San Fran. Um, I don't think I'm playing Palmer. Um, I mean, as I said, like a lot of it's going to be conditional for that last flex spot. I think everything else is pretty set mm-hmm. in place. But I would say my quarterbacks need to combine go probably about 10 points above projection. And I think if that happens, the rest of the, the roster will sort of fall, fall into place with the projection of a seven to 10 point out of the flex. And I, I think that would be enough for a win. I could see it. Now you turn. So I need Andrews to continue his historic season, which I believe he will. I don't think Ramsey is big enough to match up on him. So I think they put him against Marquise Brown or Bateman. And no matter who his quarterback has been, he has been the tight end one this year. So starts there. The Browns need to do a lot because I don't really have too much else besides them. But I think they will. I think both go for 100 in the touchdown. And from there, it's about avoiding zeros. I think I had, AJ, I had, uh, I had Julio in my lineup. Was it last week? I remember seeing him in your lineup. Week before. I, it was probably the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, he was in. He was in my lineup against against John, and he he put up a zero. And if the the Bengals had done anything that week, that was going to cost me the game. Yeah, uh, I can for from you like the running. I could see you getting a zero from running back, too. I mean, if Howard plays he's going to get enough carries to not get a zero. The Eagles have been committed to the run. If Howard doesn't play and I have to start a Goomba Wale or Burkhead, yeah, that could be a zero. 
and by zero, I think we're talking like under four. Anything points. under, yeah, five points is a, is a, is a near goose egg. Yeah, for a guy who's probably gonna, because I think all those people are gonna get twenty carries. Is a good over under for each each of those three? I was just gonna say fifteen touches. Yeah. Yep. So whatever that is. Um, so. You think if Andrews balls out and you just don't get a zero, you think that that's a win? I think that's a win. All right. All right. I, yeah. I, are any of your guys questionable tonight? Uh, I have a, play? besides Howard, I have a fully healthy team going into the finals. My team is peaking at the right time. Uh, AB was a, a, did not practice today. Eh, maintenance day. He never practices on Thursdays. It doesn't matter anyway. Literally doesn't matter. But yeah, my only question mark here is Damian Harris um, at this point, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play unless they just su- – it's a surprise inactive last minute. So, um, And, yeah. like, even if even if someone goes out with COVID, I've got Landry, Gallup, and McKenzie. Uh, I guess Beasley's back, so McKenzie's probably off the radar. But. Right. Landry and Gallup are not terrible alternatives if someone comes down with COVID late in the week. No. Uh, that's why, like, I picked up, like, Derek Gore. Yes. Um, I think I can plug him in and he'll put up a few points with some upside. Um, yeah, he's got touchdown upside for sure. Yeah, so I think at I this think, point. I think if you have to predict the goal line carries, you're looking at Gore. Yeah, you just need someone who who gets on the field, and I know he'll get on the field without Ceh involved. Yep, that's all I can. That's all I can say. Where does but, Ceh get drafted next year? Uh, above I because I paid a fair amount for him this year with the hopes of him being a low RB one. I would say, well, a it depends on their situation. Um, let's say they, they don't replace him. The situation stays about the same. Do we, do we go in a third consecutive year thinking he might be an RB1? Because I've truly lost faith in him. He, I, was, I was the first one in. I had him last year. And yeah. I thought I, I think he was my most expensive player. I thought he was going to be an RB1. And I saw that he wasn't. So he was on my do not draft list this year. And he somehow he somehow did worse this year than I even expected. He wasn't that bad when he was healthy, but he just wasn't healthy. He was, he wasn't good when he was healthy. He was probably a low end RB two. That's what he was when he was really healthy. Um, I, I would with Daryl Williams in the fold or I don't think that I would trust him going forward. Like CEH or whoever Atlanta signs to be their RB1. They already have an RB1. Cordero Patterson is not going to play this role next year. He's an RB1. What are you talking about? They're signing to Ernest Johnson. That's my if I could put if I could put money on that, that's what I would put money on. You hear that, DraftKings? Scott will take. Scott will put bets on that. Where right. will or who will be the the Falcons starting running back next year? Because I'd get good odds on that. That would have to be at least twenty to one. 
I yeah, because I don't even know like how they would. Well, if you go on, I think it's points bet. Um, you can ask them, and they'll give you odds on anything you request. So I wonder what it would be if you submitted that request. Like the the most likely scenario is them drafting somebody. But they didn't do that last year, and everybody called him out. Pitts was great, so now you just need to surround him with, you know, you hope Ridley returns, and then you get a running back. Because yeah. I hope they've realized that you don't have to take a running back in round one for them to be good. So you can take an offensive lineman first, and then you can take a running back, and that's a good way to start a team. They also need a quarterback beyond, like, the next year. This is not the year to get a quarterback. I'm not I think, saying it is. I think people are always going to hype up guys and three or four will go in the first round, but I don't think you're going to, I think you're going to see even less than you saw last year where fields and Jones slipped quite a ways compared to where they were projected. Yeah. I, I, there's all, I always assume that one of the guys is going to hit. I don't know who that one is going to be. Pick it. Pick it. I think it's pick it. I'd be curious, like that uh, Malik Willis guy. Yeah, uh, he's got some tools. Like I, I don't know if that'll translate, but he's got tools. And who's that other dude from what, Ole Miss? Carol Coral, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Carell. Yeah, I think he has like the skill set to be a professional, like an NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's me would be would be a good one. But he, he does profile pretty well, um, like this similar to like Herbert in college was not great. Yep. Um, but he had like everything and he didn't really have that great pieces around him. So I could see him sort of being like a sneaky guy that maybe goes in like mid first round. So let's let's see what teams actually what I think there's probably five teams that need a quarterback more than the Falcons do. Yeah, I mean, they don't need one immediately, but they probably should be looking within the next year. Absolutely. I think this is a year you throw a dart in round four, and if it doesn't work, you take one in round one next year. I could see that. I could see that. Well, like, the football team is going to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. They could, or they could also go for one of the, the vets. Um, I think they. I think they've – They've gone that route, and they're not going to try it again. I'm talking one of the the two guys. Ah, I've got Rodgers to Denver and Wilson to the Saints. Russell to the Saints. I I see Russell more Giants type of guy. I don't think the Giants are going to move on from Daniel Jones. That dude sucks. He's awful. He should have been benched two years ago. But exactly. They're letting they're letting Gettleman keep his job. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. I think he's he, not going to want to give up on the quarterback prospect he drafted because that's admitting he's a failure. Yeah, but then you you buy yourself some time the same way Elway did. Because if he like, turns around and gets him, be like, "Look what I did for you guys." I got I you. A, a I don't see it. I do not see it. The Giants aren't that smart. 
they prove have not proven to be that way unless the owners step in. They so. signed Kenny Galladay when they already had a bunch of great, like not great, but at Honestly. least as good receivers as Galladay. That was a lateral move, and they gave him like eighty million dollars. That was a desperation play. All right, before we before we go veer crazy far off track, I do want to focus on one more matchup of ours. Okay. And I think you know which one it is. Do I? I don't. Radio silence. This is Nine Inch Niles versus No More. Oh, that, that's, that's kind of what I figured it was. We got the poop trophy. Poop trophy on the line. It still exists. Oh, I will just blanketly say I have transferred the trophy to Josh from last year's championship. Beautiful. Uh, now, now that it's cross country, it was not mailed cross country either, but it's in his possession at the brief moment. aside. Brief aside, when did we change it that the poop, trof- tr- poop trophy winner got money? I don't ever remember that. Always have had that. Always had that. Always had that. Interesting. It can be voted upon, but I do believe it keeps people engaged through the end of the season. Um, at all levels. So I think I, I like that there's something everybody has to look forward to the whole year and you're not just out. Cause yeah. once we got rid of keepers, like you didn't have anything to look forward to if you were a bad team. Exactly. And your season was just over. Yeah. So, and the points thing keeps teams involved. Like even John, like in last place was not far off with like two weeks. John ago. was with, within three points of me. And I was the fourth place team, not fourth place in points, mind you, but fourth place team. I know. Yeah. But he, he was within striking distance with about two weeks to go. Absolutely. Of, of John for most points. So. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the, this change of six seed. It worked out. I, I will also say that I don't know if you saw it or received the, in the, the email from Yahoo. They are looking into the two win setup as well as the highest scoring team as like a def- as a configurable setting for the leagues. So they were doing uh, polls on different league structures. Mm-hmm. So it could be coming in the near future. I was in favor of the two win thing, but in the end, most points of non-playoff teams is probably most fair. So I'm cool with it. It yeah. does give a it does give a largely skewed advantage to teams that kind of just blow up one week. Like I wouldn't have been anywhere close to where I was in points if I didn't score one sixty that week. Yep, I wasn't a playoff team if I didn't have the schedule I had. Basically, yeah, that's part of that's part of fantasy football. And I think with the two wins, that would have showed up more. Yeah, the, I, as I, I'm just saying it's just something to think about if there's more out-of-the-box settings available. Mm-hmm. It, it may be something that the, t- the league has interest in, in reevaluating. Yep. But it would be a good banquet topic at Arnold's in the near future. Another as, teaser as that that's going to happen. As will be the winner of this matchup. So let's get into it. All right. Nine Inch Niles, no more. All right. Well, one of them will be no more after this week. Who will that be? Let's take a brief look at quarterback. Ooh, no more oh, yeah. doesn't have two quarterbacks this week. Uh, he does. He does. I don't think he's he's he knows about 
Fields yet? Yeah, if Fields plays, he puts Fields in. Dang it, Weiss is calling me right now. All right, I'll ignore that call. Um, sorry, Weiss. I know you're not listening. Um, so he has the indie quarterback. Newton, you can't play, and he could play. You can't play Newton, and you can't play Ellinger. Like I would play. Of all them, I'd probably bench Gordon, so he'll probably have to change that. But probably, yeah. I mean, I would, I feel play, like that. I would play Gordon over any of those quarterbacks besides Fields. Um, I I don't know about that. Gordon's I, a near lock for ten to fifteen carries. He's good for maybe his nine point projection is probably about on par. And I would probably personally lean towards the Ellinger upside if that was my choice. And and he doesn't have the benefit of like looking at like this, the the schedule. Um, Andy also may just be going for the high floor and thinking that his team's good enough to win with the high floor. That's what I'm looking at. Like Herbert, it's a tough matchup, but he's been great. So that could cancel out Mahomes. CD Lamb, Stefan Diggs. Lamb's been awful. I think it's a Lamb week. I think Dallas has kind of seen that they need to pass a little bit more, and last week was the start of that. They just dominated from the from the start. Cooper kind of complained about not getting his touches last week, so now it's now it's time to feed Lamb. They're just going to alternate. I I think the the ro- road show over there is pretty big. Rojo is huge. That could be like a 30-point spot right there. That was exactly what I drafted Ronald Jones to be. And 12 weeks after I dropped him, he's finally going off. Oh, that's why, because you didn't have the Fournette. But one of the best value picks of the season. Absolutely. Uh, I would say Fournette could be in the running for best pick of the draft. RB1 for like $4, something like that. And my best pick of the draft has to be Mike Williams because I got a ton of production out of him, and then I traded him for Mark Andrews. Yeah, he, he's been very good all, all year. He, as usual, he sort of lets up toward that. Why do you think I wanted to trade him at his peak? Yeah, you know, there was a chance he finally figured it out, and that was going to continue all season. Mike Williams, wide receiver one. But we know who Mike Williams is. He's a great player that comes in stretches and it's usually at the beginning and then he gets some nagging injury and then he's just not that good. He's just like a tall Brandon cooks. Mm, Tall Brandon cooks. Yes. I never, I I will never have Brandon cooks on my team. He's too inconsistent. I like Brandon cooks. I think he's a, he's a value every single year. A perennial never will draft a list. Never me too, but he he ends up looking better than I give him credit for every. And I still don't want him, but this is the one year he's pretty been an exception to his normal. So it's um, you never know, but I I would still not draft him. Um, all right. So other than this, Russell Wilson's been, I'll say bad, but he's playing Detroit this week. A research. It's the finger. I don't think it's Russell Wilson. I think it's a combination of he doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. 
He doesn't want to get any more injured for next year. So he's just not trying that hard. And it's a resurgent Detroit team. That team is playing really well. Like I've got I've got no more. And I don't think it's particularly close. I'm trying to see where the matchup could be could favor nine inch Niles. I think I mean John's relying on Rashad Penny. He needs Penny and And have a great week. Yep. And I think if if they hit, he could pull the upset. But he's also been very resurgent all year. So I'm not going to count him out. Absolutely not. I'm just saying projection-wise, I don't think it's that close. Yeah, and the the other thing is the Mahomes, assuming that he throws the ball to Kelsey, that'll be negated. Yep. Um. The Herbert to Mike Williams just crossing crossing the aisle there will be uh, negated. If that's, that's more Mike Williams getting canceled out than Herbert though, because Herbert can still throw to Guyton, can still throw to Palmer, can still throw to Allen, can still throw to Eckler. Yeah. So yeah, I, I Mahomes kind of only has Hill and Kelsey. I think this is a blowout. Yeah. Unfortunately, I agree. Nine inch nine. Hope that it is a uh, it's a closer one. All right. How many how many people do we think listen to this to this podcast? What was that? I I keep getting. I, I said, how many people do we think listen to this podcast? I can see how many l- listens I get. I have it in the app. Ooh, is it is it over or under three each week? Over. Nice. Well, I won't I won't spill the beans on. Uh, on a player I might like for next year then. Yeah, no, people will definitely, there will be enough people that will listen to it. Um, so, so don't worry, but, um, yeah, it should be exciting. The Michigan state bowl game starts soon. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, we have, we have this matchup. There's no Thursday night football this week, which is always bad, but yeah, after we had six games of football in a row, I think we could use a Thursday off. And yeah, so we still have the Monday. So uh, I will just call out just to remind. I would recommend if if you need to throwing out some COVID uh, disclaimers if you need to. Our matchup is done on Sunday, right? We don't have anybody in the Monday night game. We do not. I'm doing a double check. We've got Sunday night game. Sunday night. Sunday night. So that that game's going to be a big one. Um, I with Devontae and Cousins. Yeah, it, it, if it's close, even like within five, I think you'll be favored. I think Devontae outscores Cousins. Well, don't forget about KJ Osborne. That's mm. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think this one we 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 might be having some uh, league chats on Sunday evening. I can see it. So clear the schedule, but. Will we have a will we have another game that comes down to a final meaningless garbage time play that completely swung the playoffs? It's always possible. I would love to see it. Um, I, I'm really glad that that Connor catch didn't cost me a playoff spot, but it it cost Mike a second round game. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I uh, I need to wrap this up anyway, but. 
Um, not good luck to you. And hopefully we can... Not good uh, luck to you as well. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be able to attend the banquet if you're uh, in town or able to make it. And Yeah, we'll just let me know when it is. I'll do my best. That's uh, Josh's responsibility, but it's going to be at Arnold's. That's all I know. All right. All right. I will talk with you via text, I'm sure, over the next several days. Good talking as always. All right. Sounds good. See ya. See ya.